What's going on, everybody? This is the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. We talk about people, popular culture, and politics. I am your host, Austin Creed. Welcome to the show. Today's topics, we're talking about dating and the deceptions behind dating. So we're going to talk a little bit about what I call the paradox of life. What I mean, And I'll go into details as to what I mean by that. We're going to talk about marriage. We're going to talk about outsourcing. For those of you who are bachelors and you're maybe not interested in getting married or maybe you're divorcee, you're on your own, you want to know how to cope, what you want to do going forward, we'll discuss that. We'll also talk about the infamous bait and switch that happens in marriage and that will happen in your relationship. Some people might refer to this as testing in your relationship. So we're going to talk about all these topics and more right here on the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. I'm going to roll the intro and we'll get into the show. And we are back. Alright, so today we're talking about dating. Now, for those of you who are not married, and for those of you who even are married, yes, I'm talking to you. Yes, you, husband, who has to take his wife on a date still, even though you pay in for everything and whatnot. Hey, maybe you enjoy it. And if you do, that's fantastic. But regardless, we're talking about it today. There are a lot of deceptions out there. Has anybody else... As a young man, as a middle-aged man, older man, or maybe even as a woman, if you're listening to the show. What would you say are the biggest lies or even misleading realities out there? Like the notions that are complete lies or that you thought were true, but you found out that they weren't. If you have any of those, feel free to comment on them. By finding me on Twitter, at Austin Creed, you are more than welcome to tweet me questions, answer the questions I ask during the show. I am more than willing to engage with all of y'all. So, we're going to hop right into the first topic today. First topic is, I want to ask y'all a question, and you're more than welcome to answer this, whether you answer it out loud, or you answer the question by hitting me up on Twitter, it's up to you. How long do you think the average marriage is? I'm curious. Because it's probably not what you expect. It wasn't what I expected. I'll tell you that right now. I looked up the answer. (laughs) Quite frankly, I wasn't ready for it. When I saw the answer, when I saw the answer, this was my original reaction. Now, my parents have defied the odds, and I'm grateful to them. Not everybody's going to be that lucky. I'll tell you that right now. Most people are going through a tough marriage. Look, and for any of you who know who Steven Crowder is, he, he, he talked about what's going on in his life on his show the other day. And my thoughts and prayers go out to him. Because anybody who's going through a divorce, as he described it, 
is really going through a really tough time. And my thoughts and prayers go out to them, because this is just reprehensible. But too, all too often, people who are married will not warn you, and then when you're talking about getting married, they'll have this answer. Carry on. They'll just tell you to keep walking. Oh, yes, my marriage is fantastic. My wife is beautiful. My marriage is great. Like, they sound like a robot. Now, for the answer to the question, the average marriage, according to... Statistical data says the average length of a marriage in the United States is seven, that's right, seven to eight years. Seven to eight years. Now, obviously, they talk about how it varies on the state. Some are higher, some are lower. The divorce rate is around 50%. That's a lie, by the way. That's not a lie based on how they collect the data. It's a lie because the, the way they calculate the data is ridiculous. They say, oh, how many people got married this year? Oh, 800? Cool. How many got divorced? 400. Oh, the, so the, the divorce rate is 50%. Wrong. Yeah, that's not how that crap works. That's not how that works at all. I don't like that. That's not... That's not how that works, because for that doesn't calculate for the marriages that are going on. Maybe they w lasted for seven years. Maybe they lasted for less. Maybe they lasted for more. That doesn't tell the full story. Now you may be asking, well, what is the big... Why are these people getting divorced? I thought that marriages were supposed to last forever. Like, my love... What my wife and I have is better than any other love. My girlfriend, she's never going to break up with me. Our love is better than any other love. You don't know. You don't know, Austin. You're just bitter and hurt. Yeah, my girl ain't like that. My, my, my boyfriend ain't like that. Oh, really? Well, I'll read it to you. You, re you ready for this one? The number one cause of divorce is... Drumroll, please. Lack of commitment. Infidelity. Affairs or too much arguing and then they try to sneak this one in on the very back end Lack of physical intimacy now. I want to ask you a question Who do you think is the one? Complaining about the lack of intimacy in the relationship That's what I want to know who do you think is complaining about that men or women and then if a guy comes to his buddies or to his pastor and talks about a lack of intimacy with his wife, his pastor calls say, Carry on. He ain't gonna help him. They might try marital, marriage counseling. You can't negotiate attraction, my friends. And this is why I talk about the paradox of life. A paradox of life is if you, yes, you listening to the show, if you're a young man, you're told, oh, you need to go to college, you need to get married, and start building your life together. Well, some of my friends are trying that right now. I hope to God it works out fantastic for them. But I'm here to tell you, statistically speaking, data's not in your favor. Sorry if my voice sounds kind of weird, by the way.
<clears throat> I'm kind of having a cold at the moment. But nonetheless, I digress. We're going to keep moving on. The paradox of life is if you're a young man, you are obsessed with trying to get with women, get the validation of women. And I don't want to hear people saying, no, Austin, that ain't me. I am out doing that. Yeah, I'm out here macking or, oh, I'm not worried about that. No, stop. Just stop it already. No, I don't want to hear this. You don't have to front with me. I'm a young guy. I get it. But you're living your life in reverse, and that's why your life is a paradox. Because you want to know what you're... You want to know the age from which you, as a man, or according to millennial data, you want to know when people hit their best earning years? It's between the ages of 35 to 54 are the peak earning years in your life. And yet here you are taking on huge amounts of debt, taking on huge responsibility, and you're making next to nothing as a 20-year-old. Nothing. Zippo. Unless you're one of the few minorities out there who can. We're out here taking on a mountain of debt. Up, And then every child you have, that's a debt too. Yep. Tons of debt. Oh, and you want to know what the average age of marriage is if you think I'm making it up? It says the national average age-wise for marriage according in the United States is 27 for women and 29 for men. It says, of course, this varies from state to state. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most people will marry between the ages of 25 and 30. And even then, that's kind of early. Statistically speaking, for you as a man, early. For women, I believe that to be late. I think that... And look, y'all can say whatever you want. However, data shows that the younger a woman gets married, more likely it is to last. Especially because they're not rushing out children. Women have a biological clock. They don't stay fertile forever. You as a man, you can have children when you're in your 80s. If you, if you can get still, if if you can still report for duty downstairs, you are in business when you're at 80. It may not look amazing, but you can still perform if you catch my drift. Women, when they hit around 40, you reaching around 40 years of age. This is what the ovary is gonna sound like. Now, that doesn't mean they have, don't have value as a human being. What I'm saying is, as a, that's how marriage tends to work, is people want children in a marriage. And if you don't, you can play by whatever rules you want. I'm just telling you, statistically speaking, this is one of the deceits that they tell you, oh, you need to be mature. Well, as a man, I would agree with that. Women mature faster than men mentally because they go through more than men do early on. I'm no, I'm not blind to that, and I'm also not blind to the fact that the average marriage, like we said before, <laughs> only lasts seven to eight years. What? 
So what do you do? Because let's be honest, if you're dating right now, your dating is going to end in, um, your relationship is going to end one of two ways. One is going to upgrade to marriage or two is going to end. So then you have one or two options. One, you want to get married or two, you don't. And if you don't want to get married, well, then you shouldn't be dating because there's no point. It's a waste of your time. So then you, I probably hear you saying, well, Austin, what do I do? What am I supposed to do? If I, I, I'm supposed to be down here dating, right? I'm supposed to be out here trying to get married, right? Because that's what everybody does. Oh, don't you worry. I, I'm not going to just spit out all this data and then say this to you. Carry on. No, I got some real solutions out here. Solution number one is outsourcing. What do I mean by outsourcing? Well... I'll ask you another question. I'll answer your question with a question of my own. You, the listener of this show, why are you want, why do you want to be dating and why do you want to be in a marriage? Some of the most common answers I get to that question include, "Oh, I don't want to be alone." Well, it's what everybody does. Or, "I want consistent access to sex." Or Oh, I don't know. I, I just do. Well, or, oh, I, I want her to be, I want a, a wife so she can clean around the house and she can help cook the food and she can help take care of the kids while I'm out there making that bag and I'm out here working. Or if you're a woman, I've heard the answer of, oh, well, I just want the companionship. I want someone to care for. I want somebody to, you know, to protect me. I want someone to provide for me because I deserve it well um, all these answers are very um, norm normy answers and <laughs> look I, I gotta be honest whenever I hear a woman talking about what she deserves this is what I hear this is what I say shut up Meg because Nobody deserves anything, and that goes across gender lines, across anything. Everybody earns the things that they have. Nobody deserves anything. In fact, if you really want to get into it, we all deserve to go to hell. So, if anybody ever wants to talk about what they deserve... Shut up, Meg. Now, let's get back to outsourcing. Let me ask you something. If you, I'll, I'll talk to the men first. Mute. Yes, men. Men, huddle up, Let's huddle up, huddle up. Why do you want to get married? You think that your wife's going to help clean around the house? She's going to cook, clean, take care of the kids while you're out there at work? Uh, well, I hate to break this to you, but there has been research done. And these stay-at-home moms, number one, if they ever divorce you, ever this is what you gonna be like yo bank account yo social life yo kids all of it is gonna go bye bye and you gonna be the, the bad guy now if that's not bad enough 
I, I know I'm doom and gloom. I'll get to the good parts, but I'm gonna give you the tough medicine first. The there are a couple of stay-at-home moms, according to research. According to T, according to TLC. They say, according to a survey from Salary.com, stay-at-home moms. Those are the traditional wives out there for you, gentlemen. This past year would have made a hundred and eighty-four thousand eight hundred and twenty dollars. Now, how you may ask, how do they calculate that? Where do they pull that number from? Well, they pull the number from all of these jobs that she says she does. And then on the article itself, they have her looking like Superman. Which, I'm not here to dump on moms. Moms are amazing. If they actually do their job right, which mine did. I love my mother. But here's what they say. You ready for this one now? They say, moms wear a lot, all caps, a lot of hats. They say that she says, in the end, the mom role includes more than 20 different positions. I'm going to rapid fire read them off. You ready for this? All 20 of them. Says, chief financial officer, chief operating officer. Logistics analyst, housekeeper, laundry manager, van driver, public school teacher, facilities manager, meeting slash event planner, kitchen manager, assistant athletic director, staff nurse, bookkeeper, physical therapy supervisor, nutrition director, consumer loan officer, fast food cook, server, conflicts manager, interior designer, and fundraiser coordinator. That's a lot. And they say that mom roles include all 20 of those. All 20 of those roles, they say the average mother does every single day. And that's how they calculated this. They calculated it over... They say the survey results show that stay-at-home moms work an astonishing 106 hours a week on average, which means they are working 15 hours a day, 7 days a week. And so then they take the roles that they do in bulk, and then they spit out all the numbers and they come to that figure that I read you before of $184,820. It's a lot of money. Now let's play a game called outsourcing. Okay? So let's take some of those things that they mentioned. Uh, housekeeper, laundry manager. First of all, when it comes to chief financial officer, operating officer, logistics analyst, uh, that should be you. Yes, you. You should do that for yourself. And if you can't, 
get a personal assistant to help you. Don't be out here delegating that job if you can avoid it. Because no one's going to like, no one's going to appreciate what you do more than you. Okay? Now, let's talk about some of the, some of these things that they talk about. Uh, private chef. How much do you think a private chef goes for? Uh, 50 to 200 bucks an hour. Now, I personally advocate more for actual cooking. It's very therapeutic, and you should know what you're putting in your body. And there's this new thing called meal prepping services that you can pay for, and that'll take care of doing all that work for you, and then I'll ship it to you, saving you time and money. So, I don't want to hear any excuses on that end. But here's the real question. House lit. Does any, did anybody, when they were growing up, or even now, have a house cleaner? Uh, house cleaners are 40 to 50 bucks an hour. And you can have them come once a week, twice a week, once every other week, whatever you want. And But here's what I think I can hear you saying on the other side. Well, Austin, I want to have kids. And I can't do that by myself. I, how am I supposed to outsource that? Well, I'm so glad you asked, bro. I'm so glad you asked. Well, for those of you who are not researching this as I am, because I want to know everything. There's this thing called surrogacy. Where, essentially, you pay somebody else, now, this varies by state, but you can pay for someone else to basically serve as an incubator for your kid. Now, celebrities used to do this, so they didn't have to carry the baby weight and have to do the damage to their bodies. So, this is nothing that's super new. But it's new to the normies out there. It can range from 50, from 50,000 to 60,000. But it can also range from anywhere from 50 to 90,000 dollars. And that's per kid. Now, you may say, well, it's going to be cheaper if I have a wife. Well... Uh, you may think that. Here's the thing. This is I'm going to go back to the paradox of living I was talking about earlier. You think that just because you're not giving somebody a, a Benjamin or you're not giving somebody your credit card on the front end, you're not paying. You think that because you're not physically handing them money, that you're not paying. Wrong. You are paying. You're just paying on the back end. And I want you to know something else. Whether you're a man or a woman, people change in a relationship. Your life will change. Your priorities will change. Your life situation will change. This is where the bait and switch comes in. Now, let's say, let's paint a hypothetical picture. Let's say that you have a fantastic marriage. If you're a man, you're working. And if you're the wife, you you want to stay at home with the kids. Has anybody out there seen this show called Sex Over Life on Netflix? If you haven't, 
you should watch it just to see a vivid picture of what I'm about to tell you. Now keep in mind, it's not, if you're a younger person, like if you're a teenager or something, it's going to be a little, there are graphic stuff going on, so make sure that you are of legal age to watch it. I don't want people out here doing anything illegal. But here, here's something you need to know. You will not have this idealistic version of marriage that you have in your head right now. I don't say that to be a hater. I don't say that to say that you shouldn't chase your dreams or that you shouldn't go after the things you want. Not at all. What I am saying is you need to know all sources of information and you need to know both sides of the argument. Because otherwise, if you just jump in head first, don't know what you're doing, this is what the other person going to say who's going to be profiting off your ass. Thank you for being so dumb. And I don't want that to be you. The people who are just going to deceive you, use you for a bag, this is what they're going to be saying. Thank you. And I don't want people to go through that. This bait and switch that I'm talking about is let's say that when you're doing, say your marriage is working really well, you sacrificed a lot, you have maybe 2.5 kids like the national average suggests, and then your wife suddenly comes to you and says, I'm not happy, or you're not, you're working too much, I miss you, or oh, you're, you're not working enough, you know, work short on money now you better believe she gonna be up there spending a lot of your money you may think just cause she's at home she ain't spending the money no she gonna be spending the money and if you can't, if you don't list you basically become the hostage as a man in marriage cause if you step out of line she gonna take you to court and the judge is going to be up there. You think the judge is going to side with you because you've been a good man? This is what the judge is going to be saying. The judge is going to say some crap like this. He's going to look at you from the stand. He's going to stare down at you. He's going to be holding the gavel. He's going to look into your eyes and he's going to say, Thank you for being so dumb. That's what he's going to say. The lawyer is going to be high-fiving in the courtroom. Doing a secret handshake with the bailiff. Doing handstands and, and cartwheeling out the courtroom. All the while cashing your check. Saying crap like this. Thank you for being so dumb. Now, you think I'm joking. I'm not. I've seen it. I've heard many stories. I've seen it in my own life. With some of my old military buddies. He was doing all the right things. Being a good man. And then when he came, when he suddenly was really about to level up in his life, his wife came in and said, put, set his whole life back. And that's why I read you the rate earlier. Marriage lasts an average of seven to eight years. Now, obviously, there are some people who last longer than that and some who last less. I want you, especially as a man, to know that marriage isn't going to be the way it's portrayed to you. I know you know men, especially if you're in the church, or even if you're not in the church, 
You know guys who when you talk about marriage, they ready to come out there and they about to come out. And when you say, oh, I'm going to get married or I'm thinking about getting married, they're going to look at you. Their eyes are going to be like a warning sign. But, but here's what here's what they're actually going to say. They're not going to warn you. They're just going to say, carry on. That's all they're going to say. And then before you know it, they get divorced two years later and you're going to be like, what? You, you told me that I should get married all the while? You out here getting divorced two years later? You're going to say, you what? Now, I'm not, if you want to get married, I'm not going to stop you. I want you to know the truth. Marriage can be a beautiful thing. In fact, evidence shows that the best household has a man and a woman. The nuclear family is the ideal, according to research. The problem is, it's not that simple anymore. We're not living in the old world where it's always in the woman's best interest to side with you. Women are hardwired for survival. And if they have a better chance of surviving and thriving without you, they'll do that. And you as men, you have this hope strategy and you're not willing to admit that you're being bait and switched out here and end up in a sexless marriage or end up being henpecked. And I don't want to see people do that. Because those best years of your life will get cut short because you're dealing with so much drama and BS and all this stuff that you shouldn't have to deal with. That's why I talk about there's a lot of deceptions in modern day dating and marriage. If you want to get married, you need to have leverage and options. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for failure. And I don't want anybody to be out here failing. <sighs> Well, that's why I talk about the paradox of life. Because life, you live it in reverse. And because society pushes you to do it. That's no excuse. And that's why you need to be stronger. You need to realize that you're being baited. That you're being goaded to making this mistake. And that there are other options available to you. You do not have to walk in lockstep. You do not have to toe the line. You do not have to do what your parents did, what your grandparents did. You don't have to do those things. You, need, you have the ability to exercise other options. What do you think the LGBTQ plus crowd is? They're doing that. So why can't you do it? Do not be afraid to step out of line. Do what you want to do. Do not care if people who are supposed to be your so-called friends are out here talking to you like this. Because oh, you, you need people who are on your program and are going to help you succeed. Not who are going to hold you back. Because a lot of people are going to be out there, they're going to be hating they're going to be telling you how to live your life all the while. They don't have their stuff together. They're barely making it. And they're trying to give you the prescription to living their, the best life that they can't live. That's like going to your Uncle Bob and saying, Hey, Uncle Bob, what should I do in the stock market? Meanwhile, 
He broke as a joke. He got no money in the stock market. And he has all the answers according to him. <laughs> if you think about going to Uncle Bob for financial advice, you are wrong. Don't do that. You need to surround yourself with knowledgeable people. Outsource the things that you want so that you can maintain your peace, quiet, and freedom. Shout out to CGA. And that you can have your own idea of what your perfect life is. Now, some of you might be saying, Yo, Austin, that's selfish, man. That's You are a selfish man. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Because if I'm not for myself, who will be? Now, if I'm only for myself, then who am I? But if, if I'm not for me, who's going to be for me? You? I can't depend on that. And I wouldn't recommend anybody just depend on other people. They need to develop their self-esteem by having a self to esteem. You get it? Anyways, folks. I appreciate you making it all the way to the end of the show. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, criticisms, critiques, anything, hit me up on Twitter at Austin Creed. And in my link on Twitter, it'll take you to my RSS feed website where you'll find a button that says donate and if you feel so inclined to support the show it'll take you to the patreon page and you're more than welcome to support the channel i would very much appreciate it as more people go over there i will be adding more content to the patreon more exclusive content to my supporters that being said ladies and gentlemen i appreciate you being here being involved, active, participating, making it all the way to the end of the show. God bless you, God bless your family, and God bless America. We're out.